to bring glad tidings to the poor and to proclaim liberty to captives. Alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. After Jesus left the synagogue, he entered the house of Simon. Simon's mother-in-law was afflicted with a severe fever, and they interceded with him about her. He stood over her, rebuked the fever, and it left her. She got up immediately and waited on them. Now after the sunset, all who had people sick with various diseases brought them to him. He laid his hands on each of them and cured them. And demons also came out from many, shouting, You are the Son of God. But he rebuked them and did not allow them to speak because they knew that he was the Christ. At daybreak, Jesus left and went to a deserted place. The crowds went looking for him, and when they came to him, they tried to prevent him from leaving them. But he said to them, To the other towns also, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God, because for this purpose I have been sent. He was preaching in the synagogues of Judea. The Gospel of the Lord. Weekdays can be hard. You all wind up in the midst of a conversation that's happening from Sunday to Sunday, so I apologize if this goes. so I have a kind of an allergy to corporate ease in church speak. I don't think it does us very much good. And I think most mission statements are something I got in trouble for saying for the pulpit the last time, so we won't. The problem is, right, it's not that mission statements are bad by themselves, but if what we as a church are is self-referential, like if I am who I say I am because I say it, we're deluding ourselves. We're actually playing to the very same nonsense that allows me to determine whether I'm a man or a woman or a child or a cat, whether I'm... You don't get to determine yourself. Self-determination is an American invention. It's a lie. Nobody in history ever really believed it, and we don't really believe it, or we wouldn't try and make the Founding Fathers what we've made them, right? We only know ourselves in contradistinction to other people, or better, we only know ourselves in relation to other people. This is really important if you listen carefully to what the Lord says in today's gospel. To the other towns also I must go, for I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God, because for this purpose have I been sent. Nowhere else is Jesus any clearer about his job description, his role. Nowhere else does he simply say, this is the reason I got put here. But right here, he tells us, in sum and toto, Jesus' mission statement, right here, I have come to proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God. Now, you have to unpack what that is and all that means, fine. But, put it this way, if you think preaching 
both in the specific sense, like what I'm doing right here, right now, and in the more general sense of what you're all supposed to be doing out there all the time, if you think that's somehow accidental to the gospel, you haven't read it yet. Because he makes very clear what he thinks this whole apparatus is for. It's the reason I'm constantly drumming home. This is not a Jesus club. This is not the God Costco. This is not where we go to get our religious goods and services. If you want that, there are plenty of other churches that will operate on that model. They'll probably give you a better discount than I can afford. That is not what we are about here, and it's not, at least in my view, how the Catholic Church understands herself, or how Catholicism and Orthodoxy have ever understood themselves. The Orthodox face of the Catholic Church is simply this. God came to save his people because he loves us. That entails a certain kind of response on our part and allows for participation in the divine life right now. I am privileged at night to go to bed exhausted most days because the poor, the sick, and the lame come to my house, or at least my office and my church, and I lay hands on people and sometimes even rebuke fevers, and occasionally they manage to leave. That's only possible because of what he's done. It's not because PJ is especially clever or devout or holy. You all stick around enough, you know he's not. Maybe the clever part, but certainly not the rest. But God chooses to work through the sons of men. The privilege that he gave to the sons of men is to do this. Angels are far smarter and far more competent, and yet that is not the work he has entrusted to them. He's entrusted it to us. God did not assume an angelic nature. He assumed a nature just like ours. Jesus had achy joints and smelly armpits, just like you and me. And that saves us. The reason he can rebuke the demon and rebuke the fever is not because all fevers are caused by demons. It's because he's Lord of both the seen and the unseen, of the supernatural and the natural. The reason the disciples freak out when they're in the boat and he commands the sea is because even the sea obeys him, okay? Now, I will lay hands on you and anoint you with oil if you are sick. I will do that, and you just might get better. If you seem to have a demon, I will send you up the street to Father Fleming. <laughs> but if it seems like a minor thing, I might try and take care of it myself. But I am not, under any circumstances, going to try and command the rocks out in the grotto to sing. It would be a very foolish thing to do. I, that is not within my competence. It is absolutely within his. I talk to my dog several times a day. Come, sit, fetch. I don't expect him to talk back. He could. You see what's happening here? Now, this is important because the collect, the opening prayer there, I drew from the, the prayers for peace because on Wednesday we say the rosary for peace in Ukraine and throughout the world. It's a wonderful thing we do here at the parish. Stick around afterwards. There's great things to come. But if you listen to what we prayed for, right, it's that we would live holy lives so as to rightly be called the sons and daughters of God. This is not something we can claim on our own. You're not God's son or daughter because he made you. Your, your parents didn't make you, at least in that sense, right? Their participation here was very proximate and remote, and if we're honest, they probably weren't thinking about you when that was happening, right? So, so that's not what we mean when we call God our Father. God is not our Father by analogy. If anything, 
our own dads are fathers by analogy. Our own dads are only father in as much as they reflect or after the pattern of God the Father. Which means, and this is critical, that when God has adopted us in Christ by baptism, everything changed. Everything changed. Nothing's ever the same, saved by a single drop of water. Saved by a very pitiful bath for most of us. Saved because Christ baptized the Jordan with his own body. So, each of us come tonight with our fevers and our demons, our aches and our pains, our worries and our anxieties. We each come tonight with violence welling up inside us or in our lives or in our homes. We come with grief and loss, people that should be here that aren't, whose names are read out of the altar because they live still in God. The question is simply, will you let him rebuke them? The fever and the demon, sin, and even, even death itself.